Welcome along to another episode of the Two and Under podcast. It's uh, the Southern Hemisphere's number one podcast for all things Newcastle United. We're here today to preview the Manchester City game coming up at the Etihad on Saturday night UK time, Sunday morning Australia time. I'm Jack in Brisbane. I've got Craig and Mackay and we've got a guest to help us preview the game. Um, why don't you introduce yourself and let us know who you are and what your, what your story is. Oh, my name's Alan. Um, I'm from the Melbourne Blues, supporters branch down here in Melbourne. Um, I'm from Manchester, as you can tell from my accent, uh, but I also go on the Mancunian Way uh, fan channel on, uh, on on YouTube as well, so you can find me on there on a regular basis. Um, and I've been in Australia now, in Melbourne, since 2007. Still got a season ticket, and I will, I'm a, I've been a Man City fan since 1971, so a long, long time. So I've been through the good times in the seventies, and and then the, and then go back down to the nineties when we had the difficult eighties and nineties when we were down just like you were, um, and then back up again and and been through the shit and now it's now it's all good. So yeah, so that, there's my it's real a, story. It's a bit better than all good for City the way things have been over the last uh, fifteen years or so. So I'm yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested well, well, in them. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm interested in the sort of the comparison between because obviously we've had our takeover as well a couple of years ago, but just before yep. the takeover happened for Manchester City, so City were taken over in 2008, and between uh, 1880 their inception and and uh, 2008 City had won nine major trophies, and um, Newcastle have won 11 major trophies in our in our history since 1892. Post takeover in two thousand and eight, City have won seventeen major trophies. Cool. That's not including the one they won today, the, uh, the <laughs> UEFA Super Cup. But they've had, they've got seven yeah, leagues, yeah, yeah, yeah. three FA Cups, six League Cups, and obviously one Champions League. Alan, every trophy for you has probably got sort of a different feeling, significance. But if you can pick out one of those um, trophies um, that you've seen City win, which is the most special for you? Which which are the real memorable memorable ones for you? I, I, I would suspect the first one in 2012. The FA Cup, the one before, was good against, against Stoke. But I think the Aguero moment, I went home for it. I was there. I think that was probably the, the most special one of the lot. And, you know, um, you're going through a similar scenario as we did from 2008 to 2012 period where you're building up to success um so you know we we know we won the lottery we know that that's what happened um because just before that we had Simpson Sinawatra that took over that the Thai guy if you remember and he got all yeah. the money he got all his money frozen and it was him that actually helped find Sheikh Mansour so, and he was the one that did deal because apparently they, they knew each other through business. And he got he got Sheikh Mansour to buy uh, Man City in 2008. Um, and, then, and in them days, if you remember when Chelsea got taken over, the Premier League didn't have any rules to, uh, until 2013-14. And that is the case when it's, it's the case. So we, we could go full hog from the start where you're mm. restricted because there's rules in place and you have to do it gradually. Um, and, and obviously, you'll find out eventually that the Liverpools, the Arsenal's, the Tottenham's, the Man United's will soon start complaining about you when you get start winning things and try and tie you oh up God. with loads of court cases. 
So, so that because I trust me, it will happen because they get bitter and jealous, and it's and we we used to that. And um, but the fact remains that when we were taken over, we didn't have any Premier League rules or UEFA UEFA rules didn't start till two thousand and twelve, did they? So, it, yeah. and they did it to stop the Chelsea's, the Cities, the PSG's, and basically to to put a fine line on you guys because you've just you you've just won the lottery as well now. So. You know, and it will happen. You will, in the next few years, you will be up there challenging with us. I think you you'll you'll be challenging for top three this year. To be fair, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, yeah so. We're we're going to talk about um sort of our how how City and other clubs view Newcastle, but it's really interesting to hear you say that stuff about the other clubs. Uh, it's a it's a kind of cozy club, isn't it? And they don't want anyone else coming in. And um, Craig, we've had experience, haven't we already? of Manchester United, Spurs, have all sort of put their hand up and tried to block us getting sponsorships and things like that. But that's happened, Craig, already, hasn't it? So we've, we've experienced it. Has, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Spurs and Liverpool were the two clubs that didn't want the takeover to go ahead to, to begin with. Uh, that was well documented. But yeah, since we got the new shirt sponsor, uh, the new corporate events, whatever be at the club, yeah, all yeah. the so-called big six, have, uh, or the yeah. majority of the big six even, have tried to put a stop to it. Because uh, they know we can be and probably will be a threat in the years to come. Well, it's not far away now, the, the way you're going. Um, yeah. I, I just feel that um, when they started the complaints about uh, Sheikh Mansour and you know all the, all the money that he's got and they were trying to tie him us with Etihad sponsorship and all that sort of stuff and even though it's Etihad's owned by the government, and I know he's the vice prime minister now, but that was only last year when he came in to do that. Um, he, 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 it's you know, there's, it's all about the money, and there's a little bit of racism in there as well, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I think you know people don't like to say it, but it is, um, and 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 you could see that from the Qatari World Cup, even though it was a good World Cup and it was run brilliantly. Uh, we can't escape the fact that they've got the money. Look at Saudi now with the Saudi Pro League. It, you know they've got the cash, and unfortunately, mm. the rest of the world hasn't got any cash um, at the moment. And you know it, 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 it's it, it's a, you know it's unfortunately you know it's the way the clubs have gone. They've been taken over by these billionaires, and it, we're talking every club in the Premier League. I think there's only mm. probably one that isn't, um, but. It's it, it, that's the way it is now, and, and unfortunately, you can't do anything about it. But you will find the old I call it the establishment um, of the Arsenal's, Liverpool, Tottenham's, Man United. They they want the monopoly where they're guaranteed Champions League football and, uh, or you know, the old European Cup, whatever it on the UEFA. They want the monopoly of being in them competitions mm. to get the money, and they don't want anyone crashing their, uh, their little party. Well, unfortunately. It's now a competitive league, and you know, if you, in future, when you, I'm pretty sure you'll start winning things pretty soon. And I, I watched your game last week, and I was very impressed. Put that way, I think you've got a great manager. Yeah. I really do. He's a superb manager. How so about it's, that? It's you can see the progression. You can see it. Yeah. How about this um, this notion as well, Alan? That because City have had their City have had their taker obviously by a Middle Eastern um, you know state. What about this this the thing that's happened now is that football supporters who yeah. you've supported City since the seventies all of a sudden 
football supporters have to become geopo- geopolitical experts just to follow the football club, you know? Like, there was a lot of that thrown at us when Saudi took over. And you can kind uh, of understand, you can kind of understand, the, yeah. you know, the reservations people have about it. But we're just football fans. We just want to follow our club. We're not going to stop that because our club's been sold, which we had absolutely no say in whatsoever, you know? Exactly, exactly. I, think, I just think that, yes, you do. But, like, I, I can only speak what's happened... Um, at City compared to what they were like when they bought them in, in 2008 to today, okay? What mm. they've done in East Manchester and Central Manchester is incredible. They've not just bought loads of players and then, you know, and, and, and done it that way. They've actually developed the club in mass in a, in a huge way. They've developed the infrastructure of the club in a huge way. The, the Sheikh's built 6,000 houses at the side of the ground, council houses for for new tenants to go in there. He's developed the central, central developed central Manchester. It's unrecognisable, and especially the east side of Manchester. And he's built a new training ground, which is it basically round there was just a uh, an old lead factory and an old coal mine that was built on on on, uh, on the slab across the road. It was around the area was really rough and it was re- very run down. But if you go mm. there now, it's incredible. So he hasn't just he hasn't just, you know, uh, gone in there and just said, right, we're just going to buy a team and that's it. He's developed the whole infrastructure, whole area, and also spent money in Manchester as well to re-change. Even United fans say to me, we can't slag him off because what he's done for Manchester is absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. And he's given jobs, all the things that were being built were all built from, um, from Manx. He's given jobs to local people. So it, all you can do is hope that the owner that you have does the right things to the club and do, and has the right people managing it in the in the club, you know. And that's all that that is all you can hope for, um, and, and make sure that the manager, by and they and the chief exec buys the right place because United have spent more than us over the last <laughs> yeah. eight years, a lot more. And they've just had a pile of crap, haven't they? And the wrong managers, yeah. uh, et cetera. You know, Liverpool have tended to do it a different way. They've got a good manager, though. So, you know, and he tends to do it a different way. Chelsea's way they've done it is completely different. Um, mm. You know, and how they're getting away with it, I do not know, to be fair. But it's... it's yeah. <laughs> you know, the, as far as Newcastle are concerned, from looking outside, looking in, you'll know more than me. Mm. They seem to be doing it in the right manner. You know, all right, you yeah. are restricted. You've got to do it on bit by bit. But you've got the right manager and you seem to have good execs that know what they're doing. And mm. I know they've been down to the city to copy what they've done and and how mm. they've done it. And, and I know that City have obliged with that because I'm afraid you've got people in the Premier League because the Premier League's members are are the members of the league and they and we know yeah. who has the power in the league it's still mm-hmm. the establishment and they're the ones that push for all these charges and the 116 charges well, i know i know bits about exactly what's happened there so mm. uh, it's it's difficult it's yeah. difficult and in terms of expectation management as well how did man city go about sort of sort of managing fan expectation in the early days after the takeover, but also when they started winning things. How Because we've seen it already where we've 
we, we unexpectedly got in the Champions League um, last season. And then that does change the dynamic and it changes the expectations. And all of a sudden, we're expected to do the same again this season and it might not necessarily be that easy. So how did City yeah. go about expectation management? I think when we first got took over, we all, obviously everyone was, was excited. Yeah. All the fans were very excited about what could happen. And I remember seeing a newspaper uh, picture on the back of the, 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 the mirror with Ronaldo, Messi, and all these names come out of the city shirts, false picture. You know, whilst that's great to dream, you know, that wasn't t totally the reality. Um, but they did buy with people like Brian Marwood, which I know that's mm -hmm. ex Sunderland and Arsenal. He, he was at that point, he was in charge. He's still there at the moment because I, I do know Brian. Um, mm -hmm. and he was the one that bought the David Silver, the Yaya Torres, um, the Sergio Aguero's, etc. That that group of on the on the on the, oh yeah um, yeah Aguero Mancini other than Mancini uh, and he was the one that changed the mindset of the club of, of to winning to, to winning just like your manager is doing right now, um, uh, but on a different probably you can't do it as quick because of the rules that have been put in place. So it's it's difficult, and it's, it's, this might sound like this might sound like a bit of a, a bit of a daft question in right, some ways. It's, but... it's difficult to to work out. But one thing we did find out when we got yeah, it's a bit of a delay there. I think uh, this might yeah, sound like just a... cut out there. Yeah. Um, one thing I will, one thing. One thing I will say, when, you, when we got in the Champions League, the fans didn't feel like they belonged in there when they first got in. It was a very mixed reaction towards the Champions League. Um, and a lot, it wasn't necessarily um, when, when they tried to, tried to ban us. It was well before that when we were in. And I think fans didn't take it too seriously. Um, and where I think you're, you were, you probably, because you've been in before um, mm. Um, mm. under Kevin Keegan, wouldn't you? So, King Kev, it's um, yeah. it, it, so at the, end, at the end of the day, I think that um, we've, we're very similar in what's happened, but you're you're still you're on that starting journey. But mm. it is exciting because now you've got you've got a bankroll to help you. Yeah, Craig, a lot of what Alan's just said there does resonate with us, doesn't it? It sounds like. And if we can, if we can be sitting here in fifteen years and we've won seventeen trophies, I think we'll be pretty pleased with that. Absolutely, I mean, I'm looking forward to our first Aguero moment. Yeah, it will happen at some point. I'm sure it will, and I just yeah, can't yeah. imagine what a bill because you, you're two 0 down in that game as well against QPR, if I remember rightly. And Joey Barton went rad and decided to uh, headbutt uh, whoever it was. But um, yeah, that that moment went, will one, come for us. Yeah, we went one nil up. I know that's right. We went one 0 up in that game with, with uh, uh, Zavaleta, and then they scored two goals. And we, then we were down; to, they were down to ten men when they scored the second. And I remember being sat in the Colin Bell stand, kicking the chair in front of me, and nearly in tears. I couldn't, couldn't believe what was going on. And we hadn't lost all season at home. We'd won every game. Uh, I think it was, we drew one against Sunderland when we came back from th uh, three one down. But um, it was incredible. The, the emotions that day. We, the, the, the players put us through every single emotion possible in, the, in, in 90 minutes or 95 minutes. It was uh, we'll have uh, that moment one day. It'll get there. Yeah, you and, will. Uh, I, 
cannot wait for it for when it does. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I've never seen us lift a trophy. Not a decent one anyway. Um, but yeah, it's not too far off into the distant future, is it, Jack? Well, I hope not. And talking to Manchester yeah. City fan, it wets the appetite for it, doesn't it? I've got a so, I've got a question though, Alan. That might sound a little bit a little bit strange, but does success get boring? You know, like when you've won that many trophies and when you're just relentlessly winning the um, you're you're winning well, the Carabao I'll Cup season what, after season, does it get boring? Does it ever get where you just think, oh, it's just another no, one? No. No. Um, uh, we, we try and what, what you'll do is start start gloating to your local rivals more. <laughs> and and, and uh, they'll, they'll call it arrogant, but um, he's it, put his total Mickey taking more than anything else, and having loads of banter. Uh, but I will, I will say this: it comes in, it comes in two parts. One, the gloating you'll enjoy every single second of it, but you'll find you'll get a different fan base coming through, especially the younger mm. ones. So the younger ones that ne- that have never seen shit and been through the dark days like Division Two. I went every game home and away, by the way. Um, mm. that when we were in Division Two, and the, the, the younger ones will not understand what we've been through. Uh, we were caught, if you've heard the same typical city in those <laughs> days, we could be winning four nil with five minutes to go and still lose. It, you expect things to go wrong, and the, the continuous soap, soap opera at the club was constant. You know, the Peter Swales era. And, and, and then Franny Lee, and we're going up, down, and went down to Division Two, the Gillingham Day uh, at yeah. Wembley. You know, United winning the, the treble in the same year. You know, and I, I remember going to Wembley that that weekend. It was after it was, we well, Wednesday before United had won the treble and the European Cup against uh, Bayern Munich, and mm-hmm. I, I just I, w- I was hiding, hiding <laughs> in my house. I wouldn't go out. So you know, but. Those, what you'll find is the younger fans that come up and you, you start winning, they won't understand the shit you've had to go through to get there. Mm. So, and, but one thing you, you will resonate with you is you feel like you've earned the right for the success. And mm. I know mm. I've been up to St. James's loads of times and, and I know how passionate the fans are up there. They're, they're obsessed with, with Newcastle and, and the way they are. You know, I remember seeing the first time I ever uh, was in the same, was, was, 1976, and we were in the League Cup final, and I went yeah. to Wembley with you guys, and I saw because you just invaded London. It was just uh, <laughs> you were everywhere, um, and that's that's the Geordies for you. They are obsessed with the club and passionate, so you, you will see a difference in the younger ones coming up when you start winning to you guys who you've been through the shit and mm. and 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 being up down up down. Um, but I, 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 from what I can see. You're going in the. You're certainly going in the right direction. I believe you've got the right manager, definitely. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah, you might it's lose, been. You might, it's lose been you might lose it to the. Yeah, it's been really impressive that, like you said, the way that we've sort of got the right people in the right positions, and I think that's key because, like you said, Manchester yeah. United have got more money than anybody, but they've fucked it all up because they've just had the wrong people in key positions. So, I think it's been yeah. pleasantly surprising the way that we've gone about doing things and. There's no better club to kind of look at the way they've gone about things than the way City have done it, I suppose. Um, despite the, like you said, the financial restrictions we're under now, I think we'll definitely get there in the end. Um, yeah. Moving on to this season, then, do you think, um, Alan, that there's a there's a risk or there's any chance that City might 
they've they've won the treble now. That they've got the holy grail of the Champions League last season. Do you think there might be any complacency that steps in now, or that there might be a bit of a drop off, or it's Pep, isn't it? So probably not. That, that, you've just at the end, you've just said exactly what I, what I was about to say. Um, that was my thought, though. You know, before the season started, I was thinking, is the is the motivation going to be there? Are they going to just switch off, etc., uh, etc.? Et um, that's what my thought was. But then you then you mentioned Pep. Will he allow that to happen? Is I can't see that happening. But what I will say to you is we're in a position now where at the end of the season, if you go back for four months when the Champions League was on, um, you've got Gundogan's gone. He was 33, 34. Yeah. Now he's 34, sorry. And you've got Kevin De Bruyne, who's 32, just turned. You've got... Yeah. Mares was 33, good on 34. Um, so you have players there, there, you've got to transition out, okay, mm. over the next year or so. The, the only thing I was worried about was not, I, I didn't want all of them to go at one time because there's only, only so many players you can bring in at a time and, 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 and um, being able to keep it going. So I think we're going through a slight transition this year with mm-hmm. Mares has already gone to Saudi. Which, at his age, fair enough. Good luck. You've done done you've done well for us. Um, Where they keep Cole Palmer on there, who's only twenty one. Um, Where they keep him there on the outside right or sell him because he, he he'll, he's at that age where he wants to play every week, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're looking at other players. Yeah, KDB's gone down. I think they made a mistake with KDB. Um, after the Champions League final, when he came up with a ripped hamstring, when you when you, and if you've ever played sport, ripped ones are dangerous um, yeah. because they'll always come back unless you go for an operation. And really, they should have taken him and got him then and done it straight away. He'd probably been fit for September, October if he'd have done it then. But now we're look, we're looking to the end of the year before he comes back, mm. and then he's got at least two or three weeks of training before he comes back plays. But he's now he's now getting to the age where you've got to look for a permanent replacement over the next year or so, if not now, because of what's happened, it's probably now. Um, so they may be rushed into it. And I know they're looking at this guy from West Ham. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I think there's a transition going on. Gundogan's gone, and they've got Kozlovic uh, in there from Chelsea. So uh, and yeah. he looks a decent footballer, and he's got a lot of experience. So I understand why he's coming. But he needs to score more goals. So we're going. To, I think we're going through a bit of a transition, especially this year, maybe even next year as well, because you've got to offload the ones that get older. They can't play forever, can they? So mm. it's 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 just the way we go. So we'll see. We'll see. I think you know if we don't win it this year, you know I'm not going to win. We've just won the bloody treble for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we used to fight against relegation and and, and God oh, dropped down. I remember playing you at Main Road and we were both in. <laughs> In a championship, and when you when Kevin Keegan was managing, you had yeah. a Peter Beardsley and Waddle and all these players, and that was a great side. They were brilliant to watch. So yeah, I remember them them days. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then um, City have signed Gavardiol as well, haven't they? The defender. So, so do you, the, there was the bid for Declan Rice as well, yeah. though. So was that that didn't come off? Obviously, he's gone to Arsenal, but City is still in the market, are they, to try and replace uh, Gundogan and um, Mares? 
they replaced Gundogan with Kovacic from Chelsea, um, and mm. because he's a left footer. Yep, yep, and and um, they're now going to get, try and get another player in because Kevin De Bruyne has gone down mm. in that forward right sided midfield role. But it has to be in a number a number eight or number ten, and they're going for that lad from from uh, from West Ham, the Brazilian. Yeah, so that, that's yeah. who they're chasing. Then, yeah, but, but yeah, but uh, Rice, I, I was quite happy that we didn't get him. To be honest with you, because I think he's a good player. But is he worth 105 million? No, hmm. he's not worth that kind of money. Is well, you've got Rodri. I, I would say he's Rodri a, there. Rodri there as well. Doing Gareth the same Barry thing. type footballer. Yeah, and Rodri's been amazing, hasn't he? Yeah. For Man City, so, he has got you know, a few goals. The defender we've got. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, and well, I think his first, his first year. Everyone wanted him out and drop because he, he just wasn't up to the pace. And it, it usually takes players at least a year to get used to playing the pet way because he plays a certain type of football and players don't know what they're doing. And um, But now he's a Rolls-Royce. He's an absolute Rolls-Royce now. He's a great footballer. And Phillips is struggling, you see, with it. We, I don't think Phillips can understand what, what, what Pet wants. I think that's why he's struggling. <coughs> No. Yeah, it's pretty specific what he demands, isn't it? It's very demanding. And Grealish took time to get, get up to speed as well. But last season, last season, Newcastle and Man City played out a 3-3 draw at St. James's Park, which was a, a fascinating game. It was a really entertaining right. game. And then in the return game, it was quite a comfortable win. In the end, it was a comfortable win for City. But, you know, we had our chances in that game as well. We, we could have caused an upset that day. But did, we talked a bit about Newcastle yeah. before, but... Did, did, did City generally regard Newcastle as kind of rivals for top kind of Champions League or top of the top end of the table now, or is it still sort of Arsenal or Manchester United, Liverpool, the main sort of rivals at this stage? I think you're finishing it. I finish your, I think you're finishing. I, I, I personally think you're finishing the top three. For trophies, yes, you are. This year, you are. You've got a better squad because you have two in the Champions League, which you get. Um, so I think you are competing for trophies this year. Might not be for the Premier League, but certainly for the cup competitions, you need to be. You got to the final against United. You, you know, you should have won. Mm. You should have beaten them because they're crap. Um, and yeah. and you know, but I, I think you all you will compete. I think you definitely will compete. And I think top three is a realistic goal for this year I think you might even you know Arsenal will be there definitely um, I think Arsenal definitely with this what they've got on this, and with the manager I think he's good Pep's apprentice mm. and then um, I think that I'm not sure about Liverpool I'm not sure about Liverpool if they're going to be top four United will be there I think they rate the manager but it's mm. it's whether they get can get consistency um or not, that's debatable. Um, Chelsea look good at the moment, but who knows what can happen with Chelsea at the moment with, with, with what they've been doing? It's whether they've got a good manager, I think we all agree on. Yeah, he's a top manager, yeah, so he might settle things, settle things down. So they'll be there as well. As well. Um, but I, I can't see you not making top three, mm. definitely. I think, yeah, look, you, look. 
looking at the first for a trophy this year. You have to. Yeah, look, looking at the first game of the season and sort of drawing too many conclusions can be a bit risky. But Craig, it was good, wasn't it, to see us basically go out against Villa and play the same way that we've played Mm. all of last season, and we absolutely smashed them in the end. And it was, it was really good to see the the new players come on and score goals as well. So I think that was the most reassuring thing for me, Craig, from last week was just to see us carry on. The way we were going last season, when we caused a lot of problems for teams. You, you, uh, yeah, you look a very, very good. Yeah, yeah, Charles, we're another yeah. one. Yeah, you look a very good side. We'll continue on. We can pressure yeah, teams. I was very. I watched the game at the weekend. Yeah. yeah. So let's have a. Um, Let's have a look at potentially what the, the teams might be uh, for the weekend. You look brilliant. You yeah. I like the centre forward. He, 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 he looks... Yeah. 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 So, the weekend, so this was... I, the, uh, yeah, go on. Go on, Alan. Do you, want the, do you want the side for this weekend? Yeah, so this was... I've got this slide up here of what we thought. This was the team from the weekend after De Bruyne went off. So you had yeah. the back Four, and then you had Rodri, Craig's put a little H in there, so it's the Welsh version of Rodri, and yep. Kovacic in midfield, and then there was Silva, Alvarez and Foden, obviously Haaland up front. Um, yep. Pep, Pep's Pep, so like this, it will actually look like this in practice, because he does weird things where he puts fullbacks into midfield and all sorts of stuff, doesn't he? But is this kind of how City are likely to line up? Yeah, on the they league? usually play um, uh, three box three, but what, what they tend to do is when City have got the ball, if Stones is playing, he wanders into midfield from the full-back position. Or if Lewis plays, he wanders in in there. It's only one of them all wander in. When I say you get the ball, the, you'll see you'll see them go into a four or even a five because Rodri might slip back in here. Okay, that's what that's how he works it. So when they've got the ball. He overloads the midfield with what another guy. Okay, and Rodri will tend to sit. Well, occasionally they'll push one of these guys, Rodri or will tend to go forward as well. Mm. But he overloads the midfield, so basically outnumbers you in midfield when he's got the ball. That's why they retain possession so well. So that's mm. that's how he works it. Um, it's either Lewis or Walker. Walker doesn't do it all as as well. Um, so it, t- it would tend to be Lewis, who came up from the youth team and is used mm-hmm. to playing that way. Okay, mm-hmm. so he, he tends to work it that way. But I don't think Walker will play at the weekend. I think Stones is back fit again. I think Stones will come in and play out there. Um, I don't think Lewis will play. He's, you know, at the end of the day, he's, he's in and out, very young, very young. He's only 18, 19. Um, yeah. he's, uh, and he's got a lot of talent, but he can tend to get bullied. <laughs> because he's so young, um, so I think that uh, the new signing Guardiola might play out there, or Aki might play. Then Guardiola plays in here. It's debatable at the moment whether Diaz is fit is is fit because he had the concussion of training, and I think there's a ten day rule mm. in in place. So if that's the case, if he's ten days, then he might not be playing. But from what I've seen, when he's not playing. Our defence can look all over the shop. They were over the shop this morning. When Diaz is there, he's like that com- company influence where he's sort of organising them and they look a lot more solid. 
when he's there. He's the leader at the back, definitely. Um, yeah. I think you'll see Rodri sitting in there, and I think you'll because K, KDB is not playing silver, he'll probably slip into midfield and play in there uh, where KDB is for the time being. And you probably see Fold on the right and then Grealish on the left. Grealish, yeah. Um, and then Haaland up top. And how has um, City's tactics and style changed with the introduction of Haaland? Because obviously you stick a, you're going to stick a 50, 60 goal a season striker up front. You're going to play him. So his... Has, did that change the way that City played? Because before it was yeah, lots of nice little good. triangles, wasn't it? And now it's just yeah, a, bit more, a bit more direct. Up until January, City struggled with him being there because they were so used to playing a false nine. And they, and they, and they couldn't... They, they were wanting the ball to be fed because he's good when, the, when he's running onto it because he's so he's quick as well, very quick um, and strong. So he's better when it's, when, it, when it's like that or getting the ball out wide and, and, and they get to the byline and whipping it across. I think that's. I think it, uh, they struggled till about January, um, and then things started to change when he got used to what they were doing. But I think it was more a case of we were struggling with him there. But it, it, they got used to it and they, they worked out a system to try. And City will occasionally, if Newcastle press too much, you'll see Edison, our keeper, go long because it, he's, a good, he's as good as a midfielder. Mm-hmm. He, he's got his passing is incredible, and it's the, a long, long ball. So the, the, and when they defend, when they defend, they'll want you to come on to them because they do that. They'll pass around you. Um, they're just too good to do, it. and they are very, very good at doing that. But Harland, you know, I, I, when I, see Harland could only have four or five touches in the game. You think, oh, we've got him sorted. Then he'll bang two goals in. <laughs> you'll just combine up and bang two goals in, and that's yeah. and that, so you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful with him. Yeah. He, he, and he's he, at the end of the day, he's going to miss KDB because KDB can find him. Mm. <coughs> we, but, and so we'll see if we, we buy anyone or not. Let's say that um, you, you're you're at work tomorrow and your phone rings and it's Eddie Howe, Alan, and Eddie says to you, "How are we going to beat Man City on Saturday night?" What are you going to say? What are you going to say? I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. But from what I saw in Newcastle last week, they're a real threat. I thought because we've not we 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 only played two preseason games compared to other teams that played maybe four or five. We had seven, yeah, yeah. And I thought I thought we looked undercooked in the Charity Shield, and. Certainly undercut last night. Um, against Burnley, we, we tend to, to probably get tired towards the end. So I don't think we're at full tilt yet. Nowhere near, probably till about October um, for mm. fitness. And I think if there's any time at the moment where we are, especially with the injuries we've got, I think if there's any time to, to try and get a result at the Etihad, I know you've not had a great time there, it's mm. now. Without any right. doubt, without any doubt. So I was, I was after watching you last week, and I watched the whole game. I went, "Oh shit, this look, look a bit useful," and they do look useful. Uh, I, right. You look quick, very quick. This sounds pretty positive, doesn't it, Craig? This sounds quite uh, positive. We're not usually positive going at the eighty had, but let's have no. a look at what we think that our team might be, Craig. This is the the team you've selected, so want to talk us through it. Yeah, so uh, familiar backline as per, so uh, Pope in goal, Burn at uh, left-back, 
Butman and Shaw in the centre of defence. Shaw apparently has been training on his own over the last few days, but that is just a precaution, apparently. So hopefully he is good to go. Trips uh, out on uh, the right hand captain. Joe Litton, Tenali, and Bruno making up that midfield. Gordon uh, up top on the left. Miggy up top on the right. And big dog Isak up front on his own. So this is unchanged from the team that uh, beat Villa so convincingly. I don't know if you've seen much of Isak, Alan, but he's a quality player. He's probably in that the level just below Haaland in terms he, of strikers. I watched him last week. I watched him last week. And he was, uh, and I was very impressed with him. He's quick. Yeah. He's very direct. Extremely yeah. direct. And he's, you know, he, he's got a lot of ability. You can see it. Um, and I was very impressed with him. You know, trips, I know anyway, because he's from Berry, And, and yeah. that's where I'm from. And I used to see him around in Berry when he was a young kid. So I, I know who he because he was at City as well, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's from the he's from the Greenmount area, which is where I'm from, um, Tottington Greenmount area. So I, I know I know who he is and where he's about and stuff like that. He's a good footballer. He's made a big. Di- he's the reason. Obviously, he's a bit of a leader at the back, isn't he? A bit like yeah. Diaz is for us. So mm. he, he organised and he's lethal from free kicks. We all know how good yeah. he's at free kicks in for England and stuff. Uh, I do yeah. like uh, this new lad you've got in midfield from Italy, the Tonelli. He yeah, looks Tonelli. quite useful. He looks quite useful. Decent pass. He was fantastic last week, yeah. And you've got I'm Joe not, Linton not, in there. I'm not sure about he was. He looked... I'm not sure about Gordon because I'm I watched him at Everton. He's he's a lot he's lost a bit of weight from what I've seen. And um if he can get him faster, he's quick. But mm. uh, you've got a, you've got a reserve for him in there with with Barnes, who's very quick. Uh, mm. Harvey Barnes is very quick and very direct. So he, you know, at the end of the day, you're building the squad, which takes time. So yeah, it's um it's fascinating as well when you get two managers like this who are so tactical, who are so good. The the Premier League is so good for um, managers now who are who are top quality, you know, coaches as well, who are just clever, smart people, and they're, they're going to have plans to how to cancel each other out and how to, to target each other's weaknesses as well. So I'm actually feeling pretty yeah. positive after talking to you about our chances at the weekend, <laughs> which is very you're catching, unusual. You're catching, us at, you're catching us at the right time because we have got yeah. injuries to crucial people um, and our best player's not playing. Because let's face it, Kenny B is our best player. Mm. Um, he's out for four months. Um, we've still got quality individuals, especially Foden, because Foden can play in five or six different positions and still be quality. And that's the thing. Mm. Foden can play on the right, which I think is good. He can play on the left. He can actually play centrally. He can play Foden in Kenny B's role and be effective. He can play false nine. And all the positions he's bet he, he plays, he plays well. Um, you know, he's, a, he's technically a very, very good player. So it depends on what Pep sees as your weaknesses. He'll play him. He'll tend mm. to play him where he feels he can do damage to you. Um, yeah. and, and, he'll, and what City do quite well is they rotate players during the game. They move, they move around and swap positions. Mm. And it's and it's it's, it's good to, when you see it do, when it goes well. It's like teams don't know what to do. They just don't know what to do. Um, mm. But I think a lot depend on how you defend against us as well. When we, if we get momentum and go forward, how you defend? Because when I've seen you at the Etihad, 
your defence has been all over the shop against us. Yeah. And that's been the biggest problem. Yeah, I think he might stick Foden on How's Dan Byrne. How's your Are you defending? Yeah, well, yeah. the Botman's a great centre-back, um, young centre-back, and Cher's been good as well. But the problem last season was Dan Byrne. He got isolated against Foden. Foden scored. And then yeah. we we were we did have some chances of our own. And then Bernardo Silva scored, uh, probably against the run of play, actually, just after the, um, after the second half. So... I think it's going to be, from what you're saying there, we'll, we'll, we'll do some predictions for the game. Uh, we, we do this uh, every podcast. From what I think, a couple of years ago, it was 5-0 at the Etihad. Last season, it was 2-0. So we're getting better. We're losing by less Ooh, each yep. time. I think we might get a draw this time. I, <laughs> I, think it might be, I think it might be a 1-1 draw, and then maybe next season we can go and win. Craig, your prediction? Um, I'm going to put my neck on the line, be overly positive. I'm going to say sneak a 2-1 win. Brave, brave. Alan, mm. your prediction? I think it'll be two each. Two each. I'll take a point all day long. <laughs> Absolutely. And what, like I said, what a pleasure for us to be going to the Etihad and not thinking we're going to be on the end of an absolute pasting. And it's not, it's not a free hit, is it? We used to see this game as a free hit, but now it's it's an opportunity to show what we can do. And your your top your top four, you've got to play to win. There we go. Not anymore. You're going to go to the yes, and play because if you play, if you play for a draw, you'll get murdered. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to. Uh, I think I think your manager will go for us. Well, that, you did that last season. That's in James. So it we'll nearly see. paid off. We'll see so what happens. We'll see. All right, Alan. Thanks very much for your time. Well, right. Thanks we for came talk- back on. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for talking to us tonight. It's been right. great to get the insights. Uh, take care and Craig have a good one cheers mate cheers all the best thanks everyone take care bye bye